Yeah. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the May 6, 2008 edition of Rubber Guard Radio. I am your host, KZ, and this is the third show in the best of six series on the way to XPW, Cold Day in Hell reunion show. Um, <clears throat> this uh, episode of Rubber Guard is brought to you by my sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com, Uni Wrestling DVDs, uh, T-shirts, Lucha masks, um, pretty much anything. Uh, WrestleWarehouse.com. Uh, tell Jeff that KZ from Marble Guard Radio sent you. And the second sponsor will be FogCityWrestling.com. Fog City, if you are in Northern California, you need to check out this company. Um, they are running the Keysar Pavilion in San Francisco on July 5th. That's a Saturday. It's the day after the 4th of July. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody because it's really not my place to announce anything. But I hear that uh, there's going to be some fun stuff on that show. Um, that's all I'm going to say. And also, uh, the XPW.com, uh, May 24th, they're doing it again in L.A., man. If you are anywhere, anywhere, check it out. I mean, they're, they're doing the whole thing. Um, I'm sold. Necro Supreme, that's money. But enough of that. On the line, I have... From the East Coast, Mr. Jonathan Barber, and from the West Coast, Gigolo, Steve Rizzano. What's going on, fellas? How you doing? Hey, what's up, bro? Or, or uh, Kid Zombie, or Zombie, Mr. Zombie, Kid, <laughs> whatever you want to be called. KZ works for me. Ah. Oh, wow. Well, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to start off with a bang. Um Actually, before we get into anything, uh, we're going to be taking listener calls all show. So uh, the uh, call-in number would be area code 347-215-7946. Once again, 347-215-7946. We're going to have open phone lines all night. So if you have any questions for my guests or me or, you know, you want to cut a promo on your best friend, I don't care, call on in. (laughs) But Mr. Barber, you requested time. Uh, what's going on? Um, we are happy to announce that uh, Steve Rosano has been booked for uh, XPW Cold Day in Hell, and uh, it will be his second show in uh, four years. He'll be he'll be returning on uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday, and then uh, May 24th will be uh, the Cold Day in Hell, and he has been booked. Um, took a while to get him booked, but he is on the show, and we're excited about that. Oh. Tremendous. 
congratulations, Steve. That's good to hear that uh, you know you're getting booked. Um, well, what the hell? You brought up Saturday night. Now, I know this is for a worthy cause, but I'm not going to steal your heat or your thunder. Break it down. Let the listeners know what's going on. Um, I don't know. Uh, Saturday night, um, it was for a cause, and then I understood, uh, uh, well, it's just a regular wrestling show, and then it was, well, it's for a cause. I really don't know what it's about, to be honest with you. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I myself just got out of surgery. I just had my left knee uh, reconstructed about two weeks ago and uh, completely cannot walk. Um, there was complications with the surgery. Uh, I, they couldn't, uh, instead of an hour, it took uh, almost two hours, and one of the machines broke down, and they couldn't wake me up. They spent an hour and a half, an hour trying to wake me up, and uh, they, <laughs> you know, pumped me full of all kinds of uh, intravenous drugs to try and wake me up. I was out. I was not waking up on the regular five-minute schedule, and uh, you know, and that's just uh, this is how it happens uh, when you're, you know, uh, you know, and in so much pain and on so many medications for so many years. But uh, um, I, I will not be wrestling. I will be making an appearance. And uh, helping out the younger guys, uh, I might be announcing. Um, uh, I might, uh, I might do a little something to see how I feel. Um, the XPW show, uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I might uh, get into the tights. I might not. Um, Doctors, you know, told me I'm never, ever, ever going to wrestle again the rest of my life. So, you know, they, oh, I've already had surgery on my back a year ago and about a little over a year ago in July. I had spine surgery, uh, which which was three crushed discs, herniated discs, um, uh, and uh, they still have to go back in for that, and then they still want to do my right shoulder. But uh, the show, the show on uh, on Saturday night, uh, uh, there's no way I'll be wrestling at all. Um, there's a couple things, uh, a couple people I want to talk to and want to deal with in the ring, and uh, so you know we'll see what happens. It's in San Leandro, San Leandro, California. Okay. Um, all right. I got I got the card right here, brother. I'll break it down for you. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you. it's called a, uh, it's called Troop Slam. It's a wrestling show honoring our veterans and troops. Um, it's Saturday, May tenth at seven p.m. Um, bell time. Uh, the doors open at six thirty, <coughs> and it's at uh, Santa Clara VFW Post three nine eighty two one three one three Franklin Street, Santa Clara, California nine five zero five zero. We have, uh, there's going to be seven matches in total. And this main event, the main event looks fun. Um, Jardy France against Puma or TJ Perkins, whichever you want to call it. But that's going to be a hell of a match. Um, that will be a very good match. That's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I know. And then. I know, I know Steve's oh, been uh, getting the itch to uh, 
be back on some shows. So I know uh, I know he's really looking forward to this and has been looking forward to it basically, I guess, for the past four years because I don't think he's really been on shows for a while now. No, no, I've been... I have been fantasizing about a reunion show for the last few years. Um, you know, I've been, you know, I, I am, I'm, I'm going to try. I go to, I go to, to the Cauliflower Alleys in Vegas every year. But for the past few years, I, you know, I've been on my back. I've been in bed since, you know, '04, '05. Uh, so, uh, you know, I haven't been able to have lost, uh, you know, ability to walk. Because of my back damage and you know 17 concussions <laughs> and uh, the whole the whole deal and having trouble seeing and hearing and but that's all coming back and uh, and uh, I'm starting to uh, be able to walk a little bit and walk around the house a little bit so and uh, rehab is coming along real well I got some great physical trainers out of Berkeley. Who work on uh, Cal Berkeley football team and uh, the the football players there and uh, my surgeon, you know he works on uh, uh, you know San Jose Sharks and you know I got a great rehabilitation team and uh, and uh, in fact my surgeon worked on uh, Pogo he had the same deal he had a what did he have he had a torn meniscus but uh, which you know his was quick I. Mine was a little bit different because I had they had to reconstruct the whole knee by you know tearing a muscle out of the thigh, inside the thigh, and reconstructing it with a that. So, but um, you know things are coming around. I'm training hard and pushing myself, uh, you know, beyond the limits. And uh, you know we'll see what happens. I'm I would die to wrestle, you know. Uh, on the 24, 20, 20, excuse me, 24th, and, uh, but, you know, yeah, that's the way the cookie cripples. If anybody who uh, knows how to deal with pain, it's, it's Steve, you know, I think his doctors always tell him that, you know, he's, he deals with pain better than, I guess, like any of their patients, pretty much. Who? Doctors, you've always told me that they, you know, say that you deal with pain better than, you know, any of their patients. Yeah, I'm not a normal patient, you know. <clears throat> I've, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, like I said, you build up a tolerance after a lot of years, and you know, uh, unfortunately, because of the nature of the beast of the business, you know, you know, you either put food on the table or you don't. So. You know, uh, in fact, I heard you had uh, Johnny Webb on the uh, last, uh, but I heard I heard his, I heard that uh, interview it was a great interview, and uh, I actually dislocated my sh- my right shoulder uh, against Johnny Webb, and uh, that's the shoulder they wanted to do surgery on, as as a matter of fact, and uh, we wrestled. Uh, after I dislocated it, we wrestled another 20 minutes. We kept going, and because uh, it was right in the very, very beginning of the match, <laughs> right away, crack. So, but uh, you know, you gotta, you can't just stop and say time out, <laughs> and uh, and uh, go out of the ring and look the EMTs look at you. <clears throat> but well. 
we're gonna, uh, we're looking gonna, forward. Uh, look. <clears throat> so how's the uh, how's the actual physical rehab going? Um, how's you know the the rest of your body parts? How 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 are they doing, and how's your body responding? Um, uh, the knee is responding real well. Um, they took out the stitches, um, and uh, the back's doing good. You know, they always ask me. You know, your pain scale is a zero to ten. Ten being the worst. You know, and and one being the best. You know, and or zero having no pain at all. And and you know, every day I wake up with a ten, and uh, uh, you know, by by the end of the day, I have taken uh, probably forty pills. Uh, uh, you know, for pain, mostly for pain, and the others for a whole bunch of different other things that I, I'm not going to get into. But uh, yeah, the rehab's going good. I have a a machine here at home that that, that pushes your leg back and forth, and by computer, and uh, to you know 45 degrees. It goes all the way up to 120 degrees, and uh, right now I'm at 120 degrees, bending the knee. And, uh, you know, I've been standing on it, putting pressure on it, walking around the house. So that's going good. And uh, getting the strength back and and uh, getting uh, uh, the whole thing, uh, everything, you know, from, you know, from the pinky toe all the way to the top of my head. Because, you know, when I wake up, you know, I am practically in seizures and, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I know one of your questions were probably, would I do it again? Yes, I would. Uh, I'd probably change a couple of things, uh, in the wallet, <laughs> payoff wise. Uh, might change, uh, uh, the abuse, uh, I put on my body, uh, alcohol wise in the early 90s. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't change it thing i had a ball and i love this business and i'll be around you know like jake the snake said in uh in the in the documentary he said you know just just let me be the water boy let me be a part of it let me build put up the ring you know you know and that's basically all i'm doing for the this show in san leandro on the 24th at uh at the elk slot or what's it called uh jonathan santa clara not san leandro Santa Clara, excuse me. Yeah, that's Santa Clara. Said a VFW, which is awesome. Um, it's it's extremely difficult up here in Northern California to get an armory, and somehow somehow oh, yeah. got an armory. I don't know what it is. I mean, it's extremely difficult. But Insurance. About it. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. Show, this show well, is actually you, um, being promoted. It's. Um, it's being promoted by the guy who runs um, the Christian wrestling organization, Wrestling This Is Ministry, but they're not actually doing it under that banner this time. It's under, like, the, the Troop Slam banner. You know, they're doing it strictly for the troops as opposed, you know, to yeah. like, just saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, a Christian, it's a Christian wrestling league, uh, which there is a lot of a part of, and uh, I'm very involved in that, too. Uh, I don't know if you heard or not. I'm very involved with uh, 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 a promotion out of Arizona that Ted DiBiase runs and uh, the George South runs. 
uh, George South is his ring, and I don't know if you've heard of George South, a tremendous worker. Um, uh, been around the business for 30 years. His two sons been grew up in it, and uh, and uh, I, you know we worked for him and, and Greg Valentine and uh, and uh, all those guys. Uh, um, the the Samoan, uh, what's his name? Um, Fatu. Samu. Samu, yeah, Samu, and uh, who, uh, and uh, but but the the Christian wrestling, it's a really good feeling. And uh, Sting comes out and he works and he and he helps and does angles and and, and uh, wrestles and uh, uh, but uh, none of those guys will be there uh, Saturday night. Um, it'll just be mostly uh, independent guys. Um, I, and uh, Jonathan might have the list. Um, I, I don't know. You know, yeah, I know Jody France. I know Jody France. That's going to be a good show. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, Mike Rain. Uh, Cage Rain. Chupa. There's a bunch of, bunch of local. Oh, Jason Styles. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, my old <laughs> you go. partner. <laughs> Jason fucking Styles. There's there's some said. memory. Oh man. God, some, he, uh, and you know, he's still doing it. You know what? At a high level. You know when when did I first see Jay? Jeez, ninety eight, I think. Fuck, he's still doing it. You know. Yeah. He's really, really Jason, good. Jason, yeah, Jason, uh, we were tag we were tag team champions for BCW, I think twice. And uh we've wrestled everybody together. I mean, we wrestled uh uh my gosh, the Haystacks, we wrestled uh, the uh, uh the Canadian brothers. What's their name? Uh Johnson. Uh, the Ballard, Ballard brothers. Ballard. <laughs> yeah. And uh we wrestled uh um uh Rocco, Johnny Rocco and Johnny Grunge. Um Public Enemy, huh? They're yeah, Public Enemy. We wrestled them together and God rest their souls. Um uh and uh, that's you know uh, that's a lot of the reasons that uh, you know, the Christian the Christian wrestling, the Christian league is so Good. A lot of the guys in the back room aren't popping pills or doing shots or doing any uh, dangerous chemicals uh, like a lot of the boys today in the business. And and uh, it's very uplifting. It's for a good cause for our troops. You know, there there are guys, you know, 20 years old right now in Iraq with an M60 machine gun in their hand. You know, and 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 weighs half their body weight. You know, and, and it's just you, you think of that, and it's like, you know, at 20 years old, I was, you know, what raising heck, <laughs> you know, in in the bars and all over the place. So, and uh, you know, dreaming about one day either becoming a stuntman or a pro wrestler. So, there you go. Neither did I realize that. I do I do have a question for you, Steve. See, you were in the ring, in a WWF ring, with the very 
young Bradshaw. <laughs> now, yeah. I know he took your head off with that clothesline. Now, yeah. was it was that one of the throughout your career was that one of the the stiffest shots that you've ever taken? Uh yeah, that that that's probably the hardest I've been hit. Um, uh, I mean, besides chops, um, I've been chopped. Uh, the guy who chopped me the hardest was Greg the Hammer Valentine. I mean, he split me wide open. Uh, but uh, I, I have, you know, he put me, you know, he he slammed me, picked me up, and and put me in the center of the ring. He he charged one rope to the other rope, and and he kind of dove. And this guy's, he was when he first got in. WWE. He was he's used to working in Japan and working in Germany for Auto Ones, and uh, you know he was almost what 308, 316 or something like that. And uh, you know I'm six three, and he towered over me. He was a good six six, and he hit me just below the neck, and hit me so hard that I landed on the back of my neck, and I started to go through the ropes into the floor. And uh, he rolled with me as he hit me, and he he caught me just in time and rolled me up, you know, one, two, three. And uh, I literally saw stars. I I went out for just a second. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, to answer your question, that is uh, – the guy has has one of the stiffest shots in the business. Um, That was uh, – That was actually, um, as far as I know, I think it was Bradshaw's first match. It was the second WWF match ever. It was yeah. his match under the Justin Bradshaw gimmick. Um, but he had actually had a match, yeah. I think, a couple months earlier as John Hawk. So technically it was his second match in WWF, but it was yeah. really like you. Yeah. What show he was, was it on, John? I think it was like January 21st or so of 96 in uh, Oakland. What was it? What no, it was uh, uh, Raw was in uh, Stockton. There you okay. go. The next night. Raw well, was in Stockton the first uh, the first night, and then the second night it was in uh, San Jose, uh, San Jose, uh, uh, San Jose State College on uh, Saturday, there, and that's right? when they had super, uh, That's when they had Saturday Superstars. It was on a Tuesday night. And that's when they taped uh, Saturday Night Superstars back then. Uh, boy, am I dating myself. <laughs> and uh, January 22nd and, uh, at Civic Auditorium in Stockton. Yeah, no, San Jose, San Jose University, yeah. I, I, I worked uh, uh, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. So I went from completely stiff one night to completely light and total night off the next night I worked Duke the Dumpster Drozzy and um which was another match entirely I mean he was light you know the guy was uh you know the match was really quick and short uh because that was the night that Hunter Hearst Helmsley charged the ring and uh and uh, they rolled me out as he hit the ring, and he shaved all his hair off. 
and I believe I was one of, I don't know how how many times guys have had their heads shaved in WWE, I mean WWF, WWE, whatever, and, uh, but he hit the ring and knocked him out with the can, and they rolled me out, and uh, he shaved his head, Duke the Dumpster's head, uh, Hunter, that's when he was doing the Hunter Hearst Helmsley gimmick, with the bowing and the whole thing, and, uh, and, uh, so that was kind of a memorable moment uh, for that, and that started their feud. So, well, for uh, those that are uh, listening, that match, the Duke Drosy match, aired on January twenty seventh, ninety six, for the Superstars show, and the day before, which was the Bradshaw match, it aired on the Action Zone. Oh, okay. uh, 211. Oh, 96. didn't it air on Raw? I don't know. Huh. You know what? Hey, I any... think it was on Raw. You know what? You're oh, right. No. It was on Raw, but then, it was they re- yeah, and then they replayed it on the whatever the Saturday show was after. Yeah, they showed it on Raw, and then they replayed it on uh, another thing. The action another zone. Another action it such, zone. It was such a, such a hellacious bump, they had to get their, you know, $300 worth. Well, that yeah, was the other thing, right. you know. A- APW was was uh, was really known. We were really known for our bumping abilities, and and when they came in, you know, uh, Vince's guys they scouted and they said, who, you know, who who are the best bumpers in the area, and uh, they a guy named Jerry Monty who had a had a connection with WWF, knew everybody, said, oh, you want to go over to uh, Roland Alexander School, APW. And uh, and uh, we went down there and, and did the... Uh, uh, I think that night I was the only one that worked. Uh, um, uh, uh, but... Uh, you know, the, the match against Bradshaw was only supposed to be two minutes, and we ended up going six. Now, I don't know if they liked my bumping ability and wanted to go longer or had to kill time or whatever, but, you know, I consider it a, a great uh, uh, flattery that they let, let me go longer than two minutes, you know, even though I only got in a couple of little things and I screwed up the drop kick. But uh, you know, maybe that's why his lariat. Maybe that, that's why it started out. His lariat is so stiff that that I made him angry, and he took it out on everyone else for the rest of the year. So I don't know. <laughs> what I remember you telling me, I think uh, Bradshaw showed up only like a couple minutes before that match, and you were like, "Shit, you know." No, 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 no. That was Hunter Hearst Helmsley the next night. They were uh, waiting for us. He got he got snowed in and. Um, where were they? I don't know, Reno or somewhere. They were snowed in. And they were waiting for him to do that angle with Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. That was the Superstars taping. And uh, they were going to do it where Helmsley runs in and hits me and and uh, knocks me out and, uh, and then hits him and then cuts his hair off. And But, uh, you know, the year or two before... They had that big lawsuit with Vince and Marty Gennetti about that one kid who 
broke his neck on the rocket dropper, and so yeah. now they they quit. Uh, yeah, they quit. They they quit using they quit using the uh, outside talent for any stiff shots or big finishes or you know chair shots or anything like that. So that screwed that up. <laughs> <coughs> But anybody out there, by the way, if you have the Superstars tape uh, of Duke the Dumpster Rosie, if you have that on tape, please get a hold of uh, Kid Zombie or Jonathan Barber or, uh, you know, on uh, on uh, my, uh, uh, what's it called, John, uh, myself, myspace, uh, space. myspace.com. Uh, thing and let, please, I would love to have that match. I have the raw tape on match with uh, Justin Hart Bradshaw, but I don't have Duke Drozzi. I would love to get that on tape. If anybody out there has it, I will pay them, you know, fifty bucks, whatever. No, 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 no. You'll be taken <laughs> care of, brother. I'm I'm trying uh, to actually find the same set of tapings because a a friend of mine, buddy Wayne, worked. Uh, Worked, uh, I know Buddy real well. Well, oh, there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, me and Buddy yeah. worked together in Oregon. Yeah, I know Buddy. Buddy's a good guy. Great guy. He's hysterical. I I healed against him. We were, uh, shoot, we did a few angles in Oregon. Uh, gosh, I I don't know, maybe twenty times, but uh, I never really got a chance to have a full match with them. When, a lot of tag matches with them, though. So, well, talk okay. about tremendous, tremendous talent right there. You know, that's you, a guy that you, you put in. You put in time up up there in Oregon and and in the Northwest. Did you uh, get in any ring time with Brian Alvarez, Chico? Yeah. Uh, no, I no, I never did. He came in. Uh, I don't actually. I really don't remember. Uh, I don't think so, though. Um. I mainly worked for uh, uh, Portland Wrestling, run by the Kafouris, and then in Canada for Michelle Starr uh, up there, and uh, for ECCW. You didn't work and, for uh, Tim Flowers at all, did you? No, no. Tim Flowers was was the enemy back then. <laughs> Tim Flowers and Michelle Starr weren't exactly the best of friends. So anybody that wrestled for Tim Flowers uh, uh, never worked in Canada again. Michelle Starr had a lot of pull. <laughs> well, let's talk about Portland. Please share a Len Denton grappler story with me. <laughs> I uh, what can you say about Denton? Uh, you know, what can't you say about uh, you know, Denton? He, you know, d- uh, Grappler, uh, Bart Sawyer, um, uh, you know, Buddy, <laughs> Boy Boy Buddy Rose, uh, oh, you know, and uh, you know, I had I had some great matches with with uh, with uh, Grappler. We we. Uh, the best match I had with him, we were in a little town called Medford, Oregon, uh, close to the California border, and uh, we did a show 
on a on a race car on a on a quarter mile raceway. The ring was on the side of the track uh, uh, of a quarter mile track. It was in the dirt, and our dressing room was the uh, underneath the in the office underneath the tower, and you had to walk like a uh, hundred yards you know, to the ring, and, you know, the sun, it was about 100, 102, 103 degrees, you know, and uh, you, you you took your water shower, bottle water shower, by the time you got to the ring, you were dried off, you were, the sun was burning, and, uh, and uh, every time you took a bump, you got straight up, because the canvas was on fire, and it was one of those rubbery canvases, mm-hmm. so the sun was beating down on it, so every time you took a bump, and he shot right up, man, and 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 grappler. He kept he kept doing, he kept rolling me up and trying to pin me and and pushing me down and schoolboying me so that I'd always be on my back. He kept trying to pin me. He kept trying to pin me. <laughs> I said, "We stop." And I finally, I finally, I ran out of the ring to actually get away from the ring because it was too darn hot. And he was laughing his butt off. And uh, we went a good 20 minutes that day, and it was during the day. And, uh, you know, the sun was just about to go down as our match ended. We went about 20, 25 minutes. And, uh, and uh, uh, there was a couple couple fans that uh, threw the drinks at me, and I welcomed it. They said, please. <laughs> Excuse you me, know, sir, may I have it, another? It. <laughs> you know. All right, well, let's. Let's since we're talking about and, the Northwest, and, how about Semito? Semito the Samoan, Semito the Samoan. Oh. Um, I, I, you know what? I worked him just as he was getting his start. Uh, it was back, God, ninety, ninety-seven, ninety-eight. When did he break in? Were we talking about the right uh, one? Semito uh, from up. Uh, Washington area. He's yeah, the guy with the glass he, eye. He broke in, I think, bro- 90, 90, maybe? A little later, yeah. later than that. He, he was yeah, the Samoan guy with the glass eye. Yeah, because when Where I... He was, and he wore the patch. Um, No, that's not the right guy. Because the guy I worked, the Samoan I worked, he, he was like his second match, and it was like 96, so it's got to be the wrong guy. But the only Coco, Samoan I worked Coco up there. Samoa? No, 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 no. Me, we you, you trained together. You worked Coco down here, though, didn't you? Yeah, Coco yeah. trained. Tra- we down trained here, together. Right? We, yeah. yeah, we trained together. We were. He came in about a year after I did. Maybe two years after I did. No, no, no. He came in. He came in about. No, no, no. I came in about seven months behind him, and we became great friends and. uh and I mean, we trained, and then we trained. At, we wrestled after after practice. We trained on Saturdays. We trained on Sundays, you know. And then uh, and we trained, you know, outside of the ring. And uh, and uh, we had uh, our other activities outside of the ring together too, uh, <laughs> if you want to call it training. Uh, hey, it's twelve well ounce brother. Yeah, twelve ounce curls. Uh, but um, yeah, 
there's a man boy that's a lot of memories oh grappler wow a lot of memories john do you have well, any uh any questions you you can jump in any time if you like absolutely yeah i will i will when we get to x p w all right we're there awesome yeah i mean i've been hyped for this show ever since they announced it uh i mean i don't know i guess i don't think i can't think of enough better time to do it you know it seems like they're starting to put out some products as far as x p w you know the d v d s are starting to pile in and uh it seems like reasonable time to do it, so, uh, you know, I'm not for it. Well, if if you've listened to the last few shows, I, I've given my opinion that, that I think that they're going to do this show, um, release it on DVD, see what happens for six months, sales-wise. Um, if it catches on, I think they're going to run quarterly um, with, the, with, the, with the Ring of Honor business model. You know, we'll sell DVDs, and, and that's it, you know. And the guys aren't going to be killing themselves every week. So, you know, four four shots a year, and that's nice and easy, you know. Yeah. DVD tapings, you know, it works for Shimmer. It works for Shimmer. <laughs> so, that's true. Yeah, California, I think they're safe. I just, you know, as long as, I don't think going to Philly would be the thing to do. But uh, oh no 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 they are not leaving. And the thing is, though, California, we we have everything but hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that's missing here. Northern, yeah. Southern, that's what's missing. There just isn't any hardcore wrestling. And, yeah. you know, they could fill that, that hole, so to speak, so. But we'll see what happens. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to ask, uh, Chris Cross that directly on uh, on uh, Shameless Plug the 15th. So I'm just going to ask straight up, man, is this the business model? Is this how you're going to do it? The other we'll thing see. that they bring to the table is the whole nostalgia thing. You know, they have the money to bring in all these guys that, you know, a lot of the, you know, I mean, you sure you can see like a Marty Jannetty or so, but, uh, you know, like a Sabu or something on regular, regular, uh, you know, time frame they have that they have that capability and it's just a matter of whether, whether they want to do it or not uh you know what the hell with everything else supreme and the necro butcher hell yeah that's mm. money and that's gonna sell the fucking dvd on its own and that was a wise supreme. business my old supreme's my old friend my old nemesis yes 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 <laughs> Uh-oh. I mean, our old nemesis, as I say, the Inter- Enterprise would say. <clears throat> but, okay, uh, any, uh, any other questions there, John? Please jump in, brother. Uh, no, no, not off the top of my head. <laughs> John, then you should write a book. I've been telling him this for a long time. All that, All these interviews he did. Should I should write a book and uh, and uh, I you know I don't really I really don't want to advertise this but I will but uh, a guy you remember J R Benson he wrote a book dude yeah, he it wrote is a, an awesome book yeah yeah and I'm dying to get a hold of it twisted. oh yeah that's I mean, uh, all the stuff he says about me, you know, it's true. I can't be, I can't be angry. 
about all the stuff he said because you know most of the stuff he said you know 90 percent of it was true um he got some things wrong but uh you know you know i you know what i always looked at it you know and 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 you know roland always said that tommy says you know you know exposure is exposure bad or good you know so yeah web was right when he said on the uh show the other night that uh i mean jr like he's tailor made for xpw like he is absolutely perfect you know he was, and, and I don't know why they didn't see it in him. Uh, they didn't, uh, if they ever just let him get on the stick for, you know, 30, for a 30-second promo or, or even one minute, they would have went, wow, you know. I, I think he was he was a little, a little up uh, Johnny Webb's kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. They were Kind of, kind of, you know, living in the same neighborhood, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, they were too close yeah. together. So that, that yeah. it's a shame because Jr. is a hell of a hell of a manager. Great talker, great what talker. That guy's a, and you know what? He's he's my kind of guy. He's a fucking nut bar that's not afraid to do whatever he's got to do. You know, the guy's a fucking nut. Yeah, and, and I love yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I mean, he he. he you know, he helped out. You know, Vic Grimes' career by getting him into, getting him into to, to smoke him or uh, uh, getting his tape to Corvette, uh, Jim Cornette, and and uh, you know, from there the ball rolled, and you know he got into WWE and you know ECW, and uh, and uh, but uh, you know J- Jr. is a good guy, and I'm dying to get my hands on that book. If anybody knows. Could could uh, get get knows how to get me that book? I would love it. It's <laughs> something to check out. It's uh, it's Jared Benson. What's the name of the book again? Extremely strange. What? I think it's extremely strange. Yeah. Extremely strange. It is uh, extremely strange by J. R. Benson. That's it. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Your pages, something like that. I think. Uh, I read it like as soon as I got it. I read it in one day, which tells you it's got to be really good. Hmm. I see. He's but, been everywhere. Uh, he seems to just yeah. be in the right place at the right time with all the territories. You know, he was there, even if it's just the one show. You know, he was there for Smoky Mountain. He was there for ECW. You know, all those places. Yeah. yeah you know, APW, you know, Smoky Mountain. He was there. When, when Tammy Finch uh, was just starting out, when she was, uh, you know, what, 16, 15 years old, Jr. and uh, Ron Head were going down there for, for Smoky Mountain Fan Week, and Chris, uh, you know, Chris... Uh, um, Candido? Chris Candido, God rest yeah. his soul. And, uh, you know, Chris was like 18 or 20 years old, and... You know all those guys and uh, and Mr. Mr. Head and uh, Jr. are personally responsible for the greatest piece of videotape ever released, where Jim Cornette at the Dairy Queen. <laughs> I have that tape. Oh boy, I do too. Oh my god! I have god. that tape. That is the. Is, I I I dare you to watch the footage and not rewind it fifteen times. Uh, I, uh, if anybody's no. listening, you know he—they drive 
they're they're filming in the back seat, and it's Jim Cornette in the in the passenger seat, and uh, uh, Jimmy Tom Ray, I think driving. driving. Oh, it's Rich, yeah. No, Tom Pritch, uh, Bruce Pritchard is driving, or Tom Pritchard is driving, and in the back seat is uh, I think Ron Head and and uh, Lance Storm uh, was there, and Jericho was there too. Jericho, yeah, and and the lady in the window got their order right, wrong, and all Jim wanted was like a burger, or some fries, and uh, I don't know, a shake or something, and and then they had like three orders or four orders, and they waited 45 minutes, and you know, I guess they had had like a a triple shot weekend, and Jim was tired, they wanted to get to the next town. And they're sitting there waiting, and and Cornette just blew a gasket. He came out of the car and stuck his head in the window of the drive-through, climbed in, climbed in on his chest, on his almost those hands and knees. He had one almost one foot in the window, and was calling the girl, "You, you, you, K, this and that, you son of a." What what the dang hell is going on when you people can't even get a damn order right? You stupid toothless sons of bitches and he went on it goes on and on on the tirade of just of just beep and beep and beep and beep and and you know, and he cussed I mean it it's the longest curse out in the in the history of curse outs, you know. I mean he he cursed out probably three minutes long and he probably used <laughs> more curse words than uh, Andrew Dice Clay or Eddie Murphy in three minutes than they did their whole careers. I mean, it was a terrible. I'll tell you, that's that's the greatest shoot promo I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, man. That uh, Ron Head and uh, JR response before is that the fucking uh, the blade rope Thing, the AIDS infected syringes match. That's, oh, uh, that's ridiculous. That's a little much. That's a little much but uh, yeah. you know. But I give them, I give them props for for um, for for uh, you know thinking uh, uh, imagination. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. Uh, okay. Well, let's um. Let's talk about all pro. So yeah. uh, you broke in. You you went to the you went to the all pro school, right? What happened was uh, me and um, a guy named Shane Dynasty and two brothers, Bill and Chris Cole. Um, not those Cole brothers from the South. Another uh, Cole brothers, uh, Bill and Chris Cole from uh, San Rafael, California. And uh, we had a back, we were in the back, we did a backyard wrestling called uh, uh, CWRI, Championship Wrestling International. And we bought an old boxing ring, <laughs> stiff. And, uh, yeah. and that was like, that was like uh, late, shoot, it was around 89. And uh, Actually, a guy I'm going to cut you off, I'm going to cut you off for just a second. I'm going to go sure. on the record, on the record, and say, next to Michael Modest, Shane Dynasty is the best independent 
promo guy on the West Coast. That man cuts a pretty good promo. Oh, and then some. And uh, yeah. actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna put his whole stable over the Reno Scum. They are the Freebirds of the year 2008, and that's all I gotta say. And I love those guys to death. They are so good. They are fucking I exceptional. I can't say I know who they are, but I know Shane. Uh, Adam <laughs> Thornstow. Adam Thornstow. Uh, Luster. Um. Paul Isidore, the big guy, and Shane Dynasty. Mm. Were they, they are were they in all pro? Um, they're they're whores. They admitted they're all were over. They pro wrestling. Or yeah, were were they in all pro? Those guys with Shane or later later on. Oh, okay. Later on, I left. I left because I left all pro for the Northwest in what ninety ninety seven, I think. So. But, uh, yeah, we had our own backyard promotion, and, shoot, 89, 90, we started. I mean, we were literally in the backyard, and, and when it rained, we had to, we had all these couch pillows in, a, like, a little ring in the garage of Bill and Chris Cole's house, and a guy training us was a guy that actually had training named Rico Perez, who actually had worked for... Uh, uh, earthquake. Uh, 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 what? Earthquake. Not earthquake Ferris. Ferris. No. Uh, no, Johnny. Uh, 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 Woody Farmer. Woody. Woody. Memory, brother. Yeah, Shane and Woody Farmer. Uh, but uh, and he he had a, he worked out in the name uh, Johnny Quake. And uh, I guess he he fractured his ankle, and and then there was I know I got divorced, and but he ended up training us for a long time, and and uh, that's how I start I started out a little bit. I wasn't really in the business, but Shane is an, also not an incredible promo guy. He's also an unbelievable artist, and uh, which is what he does for a living is a tattoo artist, and he. Uh, did all our drawings. He's an incredible artist, and he would draw our faces, and and we'd print them up on the Xerox thing. And and uh, their the uh, Cole's mom worked at uh, Kinkos, so we would get like a hundred flyers and put them all over the these cars, all over the town of Napa and the wineries, and and we had an old old uh, warehouse on an old turkey farm. And, uh, you know, on the other half of the place was, uh, this guy that, uh, that, uh, made, uh, jewelry and, and vases, you know, he, with a blowtorch, you know, he blew his own vases and with the fire torch and stuff like that. And, and that's where we had our ring and, and we had ran little shows and sold hot dogs and potato chips and, uh, Shane put our, results in the one of the one of the rags i can't remember which one i think it was uh wrestling world or something like that and roland alexander saw it and called us up and we went down there and had a tryout we each had a match and uh i stayed and they didn't and then the coles came later on and then shane came later on from there so and that's how that happened and that was, uh, you know, once I saw 
what Roland had. You know, back then, Roland had, he had a Pepsi machine, he had a shower, you know, he had two locker rooms, he had a refrigerator, he had a widescreen TV, and we had a whole bunch of stuff. He had, uh, you know, two weight rooms and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of things. So, and wow. uh, I saw that and I said, I'm staying. <laughs> no more backyard stuff. This is the big le- big leagues, you know, and so. Okay. So, uh, well, let's, uh, let's jump ahead. We'll, uh, we'll skip to 97. And, uh, you teamed with Michael Modest to take on Donovan Morgan and Robert yeah. Thompson and, for the tag titles. And, oh, on our first show? The house show, you mean? In Moraga? Uh, no, this was a, this was the Jim Wars. It was in the garage, and it was when uh, Don, Donovan had his cherry popped, and he was uh, gushing like a pig. And okay. mm-hmm. and I know people remember the picture with uh, Mo, uh, Modest had Donovan up in a butterfly suplex, and you he's holding up Donovan, and you just see the mask on Donovan, and I was just oh. It was just the 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 oh, it was so disgusting. Was that a but, Mike Lano picture? That was in I think it was January of ninety seven. Yeah. That was a that was a good stuff. Um, it was uh what, was me and Modest against uh, Donovan and who? And Bomber Thompson. Oh, Bob, Robert Thompson. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. What was I doing while this was happening? No. <laughs> I don't remember. It was it was January of '97, and uh, it was uh, you guys won the tag straps, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, we and, were the uh, first. We were the first ones in APW is three to ever have a tag that team. Was the tag. You know what? That was the final of the tag tournament for the belt. Yeah. Oh and yeah, yeah. After the match, you guys uh, you guys attacked Donovan in the parking lot, and oh, rather yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was fun. Good stuff. That was that good, was good stuff because back then, uh, uh, Donovan he had a way of never shutting up, and uh, and after that match, he had a lot of respect for us. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. You know. That was that was when you could, uh, you know, you know, not get sued for every little thing you did. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we roughed him up pretty good, and uh, after that, it was yes sir, no sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right, me. <laughs> yeah, but uh, now we're we're gonna skip to uh, my first All Pro show in the gym was uh, the 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 first match that oh, I remember. Yeah. Was, You're uh, going to tell the story. You're going to tell the story, aren't you? No, I'm not. No, you my, can't. The, I don't care. The, the first match, the first match that that sticks in my head from all pro wrestling was there was a three way <laughs> dance with Chris Cole against Donovan Morgan against Leprechaun Aaron O'Grady, also known as Crash Holly, and these mm-hmm. three guys they just tore it down, and I was just amazed. I was I was hooked. That was it. When when Leprechaun dove off of the balcony, I was like, "Up, oh, that's it. I'm hooked. This is it for me." 
Oh, that was a good match. Yeah. Oh, that was just insane. And, you know, it was just that whole summer, man, I have so many stories of the Summer of Love 97, man. You know, that was just the fucking... The, the, did you sit in the war zone? And if you did, tell everybody what the war zone was. Oh, my God. Uh, two rows of seats. And if it was... It was the spot near the garage door, and, and it was where, you know, you know that the boys are going to throw someone out there, and someone's going to dive out there. And if you didn't move, you were going to get splatted. If you didn't move, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. It is your fault if you don't move. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we've, we've saw guys flipping, flying, you know, Vic Grimes diving off of that, uh, that garage door, killing J.R. Benson. On the table of grasshoppers and barbed wire. Oh, man, that was good stuff. But But, we also go on. The thing that took the cake, the the thing that took the cake in that summer, in July, Crash Holly, Leprechaun Aaron O'Grady, decides, I'm going to try to kill Vic Grimes with a car. Oh, yeah. car shot right around the world. Yeah. That, uh, to be honest, that was probably the most fun that I've ever had at a wrestling show. Yeah. That match. I mean, we were running around. This was Falls Count Anywhere in the industrial section of Hayward, California. We were running around all over. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's like in a, in a schoolyard where you're following the fight. And it, yeah. this was just insane. It was just insane. Uh, you know, uh, Vic takes the bump off the car. They end up back in the building, in the ring. Then, Mr. Rosano, with his crooked-ass hat, trying to be gangsta, comes down, and he decides to uh, take out these guys with a garbage can, and he just knocks them goofy. And uh, that was just, just insane stuff. And, you know, those were the times, man. You know, that can't get enough of that shit. All for a rest of '97. Oh, wow, I'm ran- I'm I'm ranting and 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 I lost Steve. Are you still on there, John? Yep. Okay, I, I have John. I lost Steve. Oh, okay. Hopefully he'll call back in. Yeah, I think that all right. Draw all right. Was uh, the one I think that got them the contract, if I remember right. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that was the one that that that. Uh, Jared Benson put on a tape and, and sent to uh, Cornette, got them their tryout in Davis, California, for a raw taping, and they tore the house down. Um, after that match, they went backstage, and they were offered developmental contracts right there on the spot. Yeah, that was a big deal back then. Big. They've never done that before. Yeah, they've never done that ever. And that. Have you seen the match? No, I haven't. I, I had somebody, like, get it for me, and they fucked up on the tape, and I had, like, the first 20 seconds of it, so uh, that's about all I've seen is, like, Crash Holly walking around the ring. Going, all right, oh, I, I have it, I have it, so um, just uh, email e- email me your, email me oh, your address, and, and I'll take care of you. Okay, great. Is it a fan cam, or is it, like, you know? No, it's, it's, from, it's from the satellite feed. Oh, okay, so it's not, like, just a far away camera. No, no, it's, there's oh. got the little numbers and shit on the bottom, but how long did it go? 
Okay, Steve. Yeah. We lost you on that call, brother. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, my phone. I just. It. Uh, I don't know. Well, we we I were got... we were breaking uh we were breaking down the uh, Vic Grimes Aaron O'Grady tryout match. Um, oh yeah, you, that was a good. That was you, a good match in Sacramento. And uh, I, I, I have I, it. We had a. Did, did you name? We had a triangle match ourselves. Uh, I don't know if that you remember. The, I don't know when it was. That was the during the summer. No, yeah, it was the. It was the show after the car shot. Yeah, it was uh, me and Aaron O'Grady and Vic Grimes in a three-way dance. Yeah, and, it was uh, uh, two weeks after, and that was pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, me and fun. Vic went on that, went on the car and and all that, and then uh, uh, they you tried to tie me up behind the car and drag me behind it, and and uh, <laughs> we all went all over out in the street, and it was crazy. Man, Lots. Uh, I wish I could. I wish I could capture I got, that summer, summer of '97 in a bottle, man, just so I can sell it and mm-hmm. make a shitload of money. But uh, <laughs> but uh, so you, you also have to remember there was a match. Uh, I think it was '96. I don't know '97, uh, early '97, uh, and uh, it, it was uh, me and and and. Uh, uh, me and uh, Max Justice, also known as uh, as uh, uh, Mike Diamond, and uh, that was uh, the very first match that uh, I went hardcore when he hung me upside down by his belt, and I put my I I, I used to get thrown in and put my head between the ropes and all that. I don't know if you remember that. And uh, remember how Cactus Jack used to do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ropes were really loose, and sometimes I got thrown in, and my head would get caught in the ropes, and I'd get spun around. I'd be doing the hangman, hangman, in uh, between the first and second rope. And, uh, you know, Max did that, and he threw me and hung me by his belt with around my neck, and then opened the garage door, and my car was there. And uh, we wrestled on top of my car. He power slammed me on the car, and backdropped me onto the car. And and uh, that was the very first hardcore match. I don't know if anybody realizes this, but I started hardcore in IPW. I'm not patting myself. I'm not. I'm not patting myself on the gaff. But uh, you know, I was the first one. <laughs> because Vic go. comes up to me after the show, and he goes, "Dude, that was awesome." Can I use a couple of those spots with a car or something? I said, do whatever you want. I don't care. And uh, that's how the uh, Vic Vic took the took the reins and ran off. So, well, please please tell me about your trip to work Memphis TV. <laughs> that was actually uh, a long story involving a girl. A lot of alcohol and an accusation. Um, uh, it ended up with Manny Fernandez, Raging Bull, and uh, they ended up him and Modest left because Manny. Uh, it's a long story, but Manny got a. Uh, we disagreed, and we got left in Memphis. Me and Modest got left in Memphis. 
and him and Leprechaun took off, and uh, uh, and we got stuck there, and, and you know we're just you know stuck sitting there one day, like the second day we were there, and uh, I said, "Isn't there a Memphis wrestling or something and Cornette or some?" And he goes, "Yeah." I said, "Why don't we give him a call?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, it's uh." That's uh, that guy. What's his name? And I said, uh, I said, uh, oh, uh, not Cornette, but um, my mind's going blank here. Help me out, um, Jarrett. Heyman. I said Jarrett. Uh, and he, I, he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah. So we got on the yellow pages and did the four one one and got a hold of some people and they ended up calling us back. Uh, we ended up staying at one of his, uh, Michael Modest's aunt's house and staying there. And we got a call back from, not Jarrett, but, uh, oh. Marlin? Uh, who? Eddie Marlin? Eddie Marlin? Uh, no, the guy, he had. Dutch Mantel. Dutch Mantel? No, no, no. The other guy who ended up going to jail, he had all these warrants for his arrest all over the. Nation for false checks. Oh, and um, um, Billy Joe Travis. Billy Joe Travis, yeah. Well, no, he was a worker. This guy was just strictly a promoter. He had like a, he had like a, a editing studio in his own apartment in, uh, in, um, in, uh, not, not in Nash- Nashville, but in, uh, Memphis. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was about May. It was it was right around the time of of uh, Memphis in May, where they had those barbecues up a up and down the the uh, Missouri River, and for I don't know thirty miles, it was nothing but barbecues. And uh, but anyways, we got stuck there, and they, we called, and we had forth, and uh, and uh, we ended up getting a tryout it was and then mike diamond flew in and it was uh me and mike diamond against uh uh cody williams and mike samples yeah mike yeah mike samples and who uh cody williams but yeah the little blonde guy with the yeah um the one you said that you got it yeah yeah, he he was an incredible worker. The little short blonde haired guy. Oh, white Jamie trash Davis. something. No, no, no. The the white trash gimmick. Tony Anthony. No, no, no. Boy? He dirt no. Close. Shoot, you know what guys, my phone's going out. Uh I'm gonna have to call you back on my cell phone. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll call you right back. Sorry. Awesome. All right. Well we'll <laughs> do is I will pick up this conversation. <clears throat> yeah, that this time that um that uh Steve was out there working that Memphis T V, um, Modest actually had a match with Brian Christopher and it was a hell of a match. And um what happened uh, after the match, um <clears throat> you know, Christopher went over with the top rope leg drop. Yeah. And after uh <sighs> Afterwards, uh, Billy Joe Travis came out, and uh, Travis and Modest they both put the boots to uh, to Christopher, and it was just good stuff. 
um, the DVD that I'm going to send you with the Grimes match has that Memphis match as well, um, Modest and uh, Christopher. Um, yeah, I got some stuff. stuff from that era as far as USWA. I haven't seen much. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Mike Samples was the guy. He went to Japan like shortly after that match. and I, I don't know if he's still in Japan or what, but he was in big no. Japan for a while. He's here. Um, he doesn't work anymore. He owns okay. Monster. He owns a Monster Wrestling Ring. So he Where's makes that? the majority. Uh, Mike Samples makes the majority of the rings that are available nowadays. Oh wow! I didn't know that. So, interesting. Yeah, Mike makes at? a pretty good living. Where is that That's at? Cool. Uh, I think he might still be based in Indiana. Okay. Um, but they make, you know, rings for MMA and pro wrestling and, you know, pretty much anything you need. Uh, fuck it, I'll plug them. MonsterWrestlingRings.com. Um, yeah, the um, last time I heard about him was when he was in Japan, in uh, Big Japan, in like 2001 or so. Oh, the match with uh, Zandig. With uh, Shadow WX with the uh, burning arm clothesline. Oh, I haven't seen that. I just I know he oh. got it with Zandig. Well, that that was just a just a whole clusterfuck. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, whenever whenever you get get in bed or, or even get close to getting in bed with John Zandig, you're fucked. So. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that's just my opinion. I always yeah. had good dealings with John. He was always cool. <laughs> I just I don't approve of of his product and and whatnot, but I don't know. yeah, no, I can see where you feel would feel that way definitely. He does a uh, pretty pretty weird product. Yeah, only getting weirder too. Yeah. Wow. Okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to mute you real quick, John, because I need to pay the bills. Okay. Okay. All right, brother. Okay, well, we have about 48 minutes or so to go. Uh, We're past the halfway point. Um, Let's see, what I'm going to do is, if I can find it. Oh, I don't have the commercials loaded. Okay, well, this episode of Rubber Guard Radio is brought to you by our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com. if you need wrestling DVDs, Lucha Libre masks, T-shirts, um, all kinds of swag, uh, you can also pick up SoCal Pro Wrestling uh, based out of San Diego. You can pick up their DVDs as well at WrestleWarehouse.com and tell Jeff that KZ from Rebel Guard Radio sent you. Um, and our other sponsor for this show will be FogCityWrestling.com. Um, I know I'm supposed to be impartial and whatnot, but I'm going to go on the record and say that Fog City is the number one wrestling company in the San Francisco Bay Area. That's no joke, and and I will go on the record. I'm not saying that because they're my friends. I'm not saying that because they're my sponsors. They just put on just an insane show, um, completely different than anything you will see in the Bay Area. Um, Their next show is July 5th. 
which is a Saturday. They're going to be running Kizar Auditorium. Okay. And I have on the line Mr. Alex Saint. Alex! Alex, what's up, brother? I don't get no theme music. No theme music, fucking Mark. Uh, uh, All right, let me get, uh, patch Jonathan back in here. Jonathan, okay, yep. we have on online, we have my co-host, Mr. Alex Saint. How you doing, Alex? What's I'm going on, brother? Right, doing all right. Uh, doing all right. Just uh, recovering from uh, our big show on Saturday. Yeah, yeah I heard. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a rough one. Okay. All right, hold on just a second, Alex. All right, John, um, I'm going to cut you off. Um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to uh, plug what you need to plug, and also uh, if you can get in a plug or two for uh, any way people can contact Steve. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, XPW Cold Day in Hell, check that out. If you're anywhere on the West Coast, worth flying in for, it's worth checking out. Um, DOIWrestling.com, definitely check that out. OnlineWorldOfWrestling.com. Um, and then the other thing is myspace.com slash Steve Rosano. Um, that's the thing we started up for Steve about maybe 20 days ago, and it's already been uh, really successful. Um, and you can, you can any messages you send, you know, Steve will get them. Um, and so that's the way to uh, contact Steve is myspace.com slash Steve Rosano. Um, and then the other thing is Troop Slam this coming Saturday, and it is going to feature um, – I think his first appearance in about four years, Rosano. Um, and it's also going to have Jardy France and uh, Puma. And uh, that's going to rule. That's like a dream I match. Get, hear that, Alex? I get to see Puma this Saturday night. Oh, boo, Puma. <laughs> hey, better than that fag TJ Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, just really, uh, he's really gone places. I remember when he was, uh, I think I first saw him in, like, maybe Ring of Honor or so. And then he... Uh, started breaking out in, like, PWG. But, um, so, yeah, that oh, show boy. is uh, going to be at VFW Post 3982-1313 Franklin Street at Monroe in Santa Clara. And uh, you can get more info by uh, emailing troopslam at AOL.com or going to myspace.com slash Steve Rosano. Awesome. John, thanks for coming on, brother. I really appreciate it. It was was fun. Um, mm-hmm. After... Uh, Maybe we could get you back on in June so, you know, we could talk about the fallout from uh, from uh, the upcoming XPW reunion show. How does that sound? Yeah, that works. Awesome. Awesome. That's nice. for your time, brother, and I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for having me. All right. Later. Okay. Steve, are you back on, brother? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, Mr. Barber has uh, plugged your MySpace so the fans know how to get a hold of you. Um, okay. I'm gonna have to cut you off so we can move on to our next segment. But I'm gonna give okay. you the office. I'm gonna give you the office. You get to tell fans out there whatever you want to tell them, brother. Uh, you know the one, the main thing I want to say is uh, I've been getting a whole lot of support. I've been getting emails from as far as Scotland, and I can't tell you enough uh, anybody who's emailed me and I cannot tell you enough to read something positive 
and 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 say, you know, we miss, you know, Rosano and and people are saying, oh, you were a legend or whatever. I, you know, I don't, I'm not, you know, whatever. But I, you know, and I just really appreciate it. All the, you know, we miss you and people. Uh, are getting a lot of, uh, uh, are you going to wrestle? And no, I'm not. Uh, I won't be wrestling on to this weekend show in Santa Clara. Uh, uh, XPW show, uh, I cannot tell you. You just have to show up. Um, so...
Okay, can you hear me, Jeff? You there? That's it. All right, Alex Saint. Hello. Ah, the band's back together. Technical yeah. issues as usual. God, <laughs> I hate blog talk, dude. We need to go to Skype. Fuck the bullshit. All right. Well, Alex, I heard you were a motherfucker again this past Saturday. Um, Rod Roddy Thrash, he was getting the best of me for a little bit, but then, uh, you know, the better the better wrestler prevailed. Like, the better wrestler always prevails. And then uh, I ended up taking out Rod Roddy Thrash and maintaining my uh, undefeated record. I've, ne- I've never been pinned. I've never had my shoulders pinned. One, two, three. And I don't know if there's a man that can do it. Roddy Ron Thrash is not that man. So New Wave is still frantically, frantically searching for that man who can beat me. Now, what 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 was with his bullshit in the three way? Uh, was he what, throws the match out? What is that oh, shit? I, I didn't see that. I guess hey, uh, Jeff would be the better person. Jeff saw it. Which match are you talking about? The main the event. Three way dance. Oh yeah, I think it was. Um, there was interference by chaos. Uh, where he came out and uh, pretty much the commissioner came out and I guess called the match and set up uh, instead of the three-way just like it was on Saturday it was it was now made where chaos is now entering with the same three guys for a four-way at next month's show uh, and that'll be for a that'll be a ladder match that'll be a ladder match for the belt uh, next month awesome so there's so there's awesome. still no there's still no new wave champion, so hopefully we'll get a get a champion then uh, next month. How about how Team State was screwed out of the tag team titles? We we now I have I have to say, um, so the the new wave there was a new wave show uh, on Saturday, and um, that was the Three's Company show. The match of the night had to go to Rick Ellis and Ariel Starr against Team Saint members Robert Hall and K Dub. It was no. it was just it was an amazing match. For anybody who wasn't there, make sure uh uh hopefully there'll be some videos of it posted online. Um yeah, right. but that that was definitely the match of the night. Alex Saint out there causing havoc as usual. Um just unbelievable match. And um, for anybody who who has not seen the man on the other the other end there on the line, Alex Saint, make sure you go out to the next New Wave show and see Alex Saint. You know, Team Saint was screwed over for attacking times, but we ended up laying everyone out after the match, and then and then those Vatos Wapos came out and they challenged us for a an eight man match the next show. So then we get to beat all four of those guys at the next show, and then after that match, if if Team Saint wins the match, which we will. And I get ten minutes alone with Nurse Nancy. But then if the other team wins, then Lokura gets a rematch against me. Which I don't know why he'd want a rematch against me. I've already beat him once. But I guess he wants a rematch against me so he can lose again. I don't lay down for anybody. <laughs> Is your name Brian Alvarez? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh we saw the debut of uh Johnny Yuma. At this show as well, we had uh, the former Johnny Mahalo. He came out earlier the night and said that, uh, you know, this is going to be the last time you see Johnny Mahalo in a new wave ring. And then during the match between uh, Jesse Flores and James Stafford, uh, Johnny Yuma came out, the newly christened Johnny Yuma, and uh, attacked James Stafford. 
So now uh, Jesse Flores and Johnny Humor are aligning themselves as a team. And uh, next month we got a, a man that's very familiar to Jeff Dino, Ricky Mandel, coming in to tell him the daily Christian Johnny Yuma. So the next show, next show's lining up. We got uh, the results just real quick. I'll run down the results. I defeated Rotten Ronnie Thrash. Mokura defeated the uh, debuting Diamond Azul. Uh, in our Lucha Spectacular, Huracan defeated Karma. Uh, Ryan Stone and Devin Sparks got into an altercation. So next month it'll be Ryan Stone and uh, Devin Sparks. Uh, Jesse Flores defeated James and Stafford. Uh, Ariel Starr and Rick Ellis defeated K-Dub and Robert Hall. And then uh, the main event was a no contest. And then uh, it'll be settled at the next show. Sounds like... Uh pretty good show. How'd you guys draw? Uh, we did well. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I didn't count the tickets or whatever, but uh, I guess we did pretty well. Mm-hmm. How, or how was the crowd? Were, were they hot? Did they want to kill you? Or? Oh, they want to kill me? I don't know if they want to. I think they want to be me more than they want to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a hot crowd the entire night. Okay. Gotcha. It was a hot crowd. All right, well, let's let's get off of New Wave and let's get on to some SoCal Pro. Jeff, we haven't had you on the show since uh, your last show. Oh, can you can you hear me? You're kind of breaking up. Well, I'm I'm walking around. I can hear you. I can hear you fine. Oh, all right. Yeah, we had uh we had our uh, our one year anniversary show uh a week and a half ago. Um, it was uh, we crowned our first champion in Jason Redondo. Uh, he defeated the returning Alcatraz. Uh, Alcatraz made his return after uh, about six or seven months. And uh, just like anybody else that's been put up against Jason Redondo, they've been uh, taken down for the three count. Um, it was it was a great match. Uh, so we did see our first our first champion crown, Jason Redondo. Um, I must say, we, I must say, Jeff, that is a beautiful belt. Oh well, thank you. It's it's a work of art. It's beautiful, beautiful. Um, who who uh, made the belt for you? Um, <laughs> do you want to give him a plug? <laughs> no, I I don't want to give a plug because the guy honestly is a shit. Uh, but it's a beautiful it's a beautiful belt. I, I I don't we don't need to plug who who I got it from. <laughs> I know I know I'm fucking with you. But you did okay. you did get it back on Saturday morning, so that's all that counts. Yeah, we got our belt for the champ. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I must ask, how was the Ballard's match? Uh, the Ballard's match was good. It was uh, Ballard's and Young Bucks. Uh, a lot of people are saying that they liked the uh, the first couple matches uh, over this one. Um, this one was, I mean, they started out with a brawl on the outside. Um, so, you know, I mean, anything with the Ballard's is good. So it, it was a good match. Um, I myself, I didn't see half of it because I was in the back. Um, I I watch all the shows on DVD <laughs> for the first time. Right. There you go. Well, <laughs> so, that's um, boss, man, you got you got to run that locker room. But uh, but we did we did see some other history being made, and that's Ricky Mandel getting his first win in SoCal Pro. And uh, after I heard, lost, I heard, I heard from neither one of you guys. I'm not going to say who, but when he got the victory, it blew the roof off the building. He Ricky Mandel got a standing ovation, 
and the place went nuts for Ricky. So Ricky, Ricky's been working his ass off for the last year and finally picked up a win, and the crowd definitely showed their appreciation for Ricky. And uh, hopefully that's not the last win we see from him. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. When I was down there for my trip a couple months ago, and I, I met Ricky personally, and I had a few minutes to talk to him, and he's, he's down to earth. He's a humble kid, and he works hard, you know. He works hard, and, you know, he's going to be a star. He will for, be a for, he will be a breakthrough star. For the reaction There's, that he got for the reaction he got from the crowd that was there, and a standing ovation could not go to a better guy, uh, and he deserves everything that that can come to him in the future. Cool. Uh, I deserve next, a standing uh, ovation. What's that? I deserve a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. We, we we are lucky to even have you call into the show, co-host. Yeah, I know it's it's an honor now. It's a it's a rarity around here that uh, you get me to call in. Well, well the next technical. well we'll keep going down the list there. The next match we had was SoCal Crazy and Adam Pierce in the rematch from January, um, which which was a great match. Again, uh, Alex, what did you think of that match? You were a big fan of the first first meeting, so what did you think of this one? I lost money on this one. I thought SoCal, I thought SoCal Crazy was taking home the belt this time, and he promised me he was taking the whole the, the belt to San Diego. But uh, he got defeated to the dastardly ways of Adam Pierce and T. Uh, Edward Vanderpile was uh, he made his return to SoCal Pro as he was in the corner of Adam Pierce, and then the uh, SoCal Crazy couldn't defeat the odds as uh, Adam Pierce ended up walking away the belt again. And then uh, hopefully SoCal Crazy can uh, he's always. He's always lost in the big matches. So hopefully uh, this year he turns around and he starts winning from the big ones. Definitely. It'd be nice to see. Yeah, but it was an awesome, awesome match again. Uh, it, it was a great match. I, I don't know where it holds out. Uh, Adam Pierce, uh, the, I, I don't know if you want, I don't know what, what word best describes Adam Pierce. Underrated. I, I tend to call him great, but um, Adam Pierce, I mean, he's a. Uh, He's had three, you know, back-to-back matches. That, I mean, four, as he were, four matches for SoCal Pro in these last four months. They've just been great. And uh, this one, just another one on the list. I'm giving it a take. You can stick Adam Pearson there with anybody. It'll be great. <laughs> when are we going to have, the Adam, when are we gonna have Adam Pearson and Alex Saint go at it on a SoCal Pro <laughs> wrestling show? I was, I was going to say, uh, we're going to see Adam Pearson against the match Joe Bear. I think he'd even carry him to a good match. That's it. There you go. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, if you book Pierce and Saint, I will come down again for that one. <laughs> so that's the question so. is, the question is, who is the crowd gonna hate more? I don't know. The question is, if I really want you down here. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. So either way, we, we had a great one-year anniversary. We also saw Johnny Goodtime and Evangelic defeating the Cutlers, uh, which was a great match. You can see that match online. Uh, I know they, the Cutlers had posted that on YouTube, so if you just do a search for that, uh, which was a great match. So if you get a chance, uh, check out that. Um, and we did see a, a three-way match between Hector Canales, Eric Watts, and Mr. Clutch. And uh, Hector Canales picked up that win. And uh, we saw him come out later in the show and uh, celebrate with Ricky Mandel when he got his first win. So I'm sure. Uh, Actually, uh, 
Mr. Mr. Goodtime will be making his way up north later on this month. So I'll actually yeah. uh, get 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 to see Johnny live and in in living color. So you know we'll we'll see what he can do with the uh, Northern California competition. Um, but just to to cut you guys off, um, t- uh, the show that's going on this this Saturday night up here in uh, Santa Clara, I'm stoked, dude, for that main event, Jardy France and Puma. That's going to be fun stuff. That's going to be some fun times, man. Um, I mean, I I love Puma to death. I I hate T.J. Perkins, but I I love uh, Puma. It's going to be, you know, really good stuff. So uh, when's the next SoCal Pro Show, Jeff? Uh, The next next show is going to be in uh, a little less than two weeks on the 17th. Wow, it's and that'll, yeah, it's uh, it came a little sooner than the last one, uh, but that'll be headlined by Jason Redondo to, having his first title uh, defense against uh, Baby Slim. Hmm. So those two are definitely no strangers. Yeah, they and go the way, way back. Is, next New Wave show is June 28th, and uh, we're headlining with a big ladder match. Uh, Matt Twisted, SoCal Crazy, Baby Slim, and Chaos. Then we have uh, the, the New Wave Pro Wrestling uh, Tag Team Championship. Uh, aerial star Rick Ellis will be defending uh, against uh, Johnny Goodtime and Kid Carnage. And then we have uh, in a cross-promotional title match, actually, uh, Chimera will be defending his MTW NTLL Cruiserweight title against Hurricane Negro. And then we have the big eight-man Survivor Series-style match, uh, Team Saints. Against those Bacos, Wapos, Locura, and uh, Rotten Ronnie Thrash. Basically, the coalition to try to end Team Saint, which won't happen. And then we have uh, Johnny Yuma against Ricky Mandel, and then Ryan Stone against Devin Sparks. So uh, in June, we got two big shows in San Diego. Not to mention uh, some lucha action as well, huh? Uh, yeah, there's the the next the next uh, LLII show over in Oceanside is going to be uh, on the 18th in two weeks, and that'll be headlined by uh, the masterpiece Chris Masters against oh, Silver wow. King. Against Silver King? Against Silver King. Wow. Mm-hmm. That. I guess you can consider that Chris Masters All Japan Pro Wrestling Tryout match. <laughs> So we'll be seeing uh, Silver King back down here, and uh, Chris Masters making his. Uh, I don't think he's wrestled before down in San Diego yet. <laughs> wow, that's uh, on a Lucha show. <laughs> All right. Well, if you if you've been living under a rock or you know in a cave or whatever, uh, XPW they're bringing it back. They're getting the band back together, May twenty fourth. They have just announced a match that made me cream my shorts. One of the few dream death matches that are remaining out there, Necro Butcher against Supreme. Now I that can't believe they've never worked together before. Be fun. That's going to be fun. Um, the the lineup is just nuts. I mean, they have so many so much talent. They have Chaos taking on Vampiro which should be fun. Um, Ron Rivera, American Wild Child, is coming out of retirement for one night only. He'll be teaming with Super Dragon 
and Excalibur, I think, or is it Disco Machine? One or the other. But they are they are coming back. Revolution Pro, one night only, in six man tag action against uh, three unnamed XPW opponents. Um, also, there'll be uh, the battle of the cruiserweights or junior heavyweights. Um, the hardcore homo Angel against GQ Money, which should be fun stuff. Uh, they were on our last show, and they were just that GQ Money is just a ball of fire. What do you think about <laughs> GQ, Jeff? Tell me about that guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Dude, he blew GQ me up. Is, like, he is he is something else. If you if you were not a fan of him before, you have to be after hearing that interview. Uh, he, he's definitely something else. He's <laughs> Jeff, he blew me up on the fucking radio, man. You know, I mean, I was just like, oh, uh, dude, I can't keep up with this guy. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be fun stuff. Um, what, uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what other masters are, are made for the show. It's, it's, it's only a couple weeks away, and they keep making new matches every week. We'll be up to like 24 matches by. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Billy Ryan is hosting the Mystic Stream contest. Yeah, that's. Uh, What's at the first show? Uh, Tom Byron hosted the Mystic Stream contest, so they're bringing that one back. And then I guess okay. they're having a battle royal, and they're having Doomhammer debut. Okay, um, I have. The I just got this, uh, I got this in today. It's a press release from the good doctor Keith Lipinski. Uh, XPW Cold Day in Hell, May 24, 2008. Uh, your ma- uh, double main event. No rope, Bob wire, beds of everything, Supreme and Necro Butcher. Um, and the other main event will be a tag team war with your special referee, Terry, Terry Funk. In one corner, we have Sabu and Homeless Jimmy against my personal dream team, White Trash, Johnny Webb, and Raven. I know that guy. That's going to be fun. <laughs> that is going to be fun. Um, it's definitely going to be a night of a night of some, some fun matches there. So if you don't have your tickets, definitely uh, definitely pick some of those up. What are so they? What, I heard there's, the, there's only a few left, huh? What's that? I wonder what time the show's going to start. It says 7. <laughs> wow. The last XPW show that I went to said 7, and it started at, like, 9.30. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let me see. We have... And it was over by about 2 (laughs) a.m. Well, it says that there's a fan fest from 5.30 to 7.30. The Miss Extreme contest is from 7.30 to 8, and the Super Show will be at 8 o'clock. Now, uh, Luke Hawks is booked. He um, does not have an opponent, so we'll see what happens. Um... We have uh, these uh, individuals are booked for the show, but they aren't announced in matches yet. We have Fogo the Clown, uh, Lizzie Valentine, Tool, Scorpio Sky, and uh, Jardy France. Um, there should be more. There's also going to be the Fallen Heroes, the Dynamite D Tribute Battle Royal, featuring the early stars of XPW and graduates from the XPW Asylum, which should be fun. Um, we have the return of against the West Side Niggas. Yep. You all, you had to say that because you're a brother. I didn't want to, you know, say it. So, uh, Chronic and Big Rot, uh, that's going to be your plunder, as Dusty likes to say. Uh, that's just going to be insane. You know, New Jack's going to kill someone. Um, 
like well, I said, Vampiro and Chaos. Uh, Sandman will be in the house. Um, dude, this is... They're going to sell this out, and I have to give Big Vision all the credit in the world for booking Supreme and Neko Butcher. Um, they just sold a shitload of DVDs. So it's actually going to be the second pro wrestling DVD to be released on Blu-ray, with WrestleMania 24 being the first. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Actually, XPW was supposed to be the first, but then WWE released that uh, they released the WrestleMania 20 like a like before theirs. So. I think WrestleMania actually came out today, didn't it? No, it comes on May 20th. Oh, it does. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, the WrestleMania buy rate came out. That was. Kind of yeah, they did over a million. Yeah, that's just. Uh, I was reading those numbers, man, and I was just, I was just in awe. I was like, dude, okay, man, 126 million, you know, 19 million dollar profit. That's fucking insane, you know. And and the thing is, they're not, they're not drawing shit here, in the states. That's all fucking all over the world. That's not here. They're not drawing a fucking dime here. WWE.com grossed $4.5 million. Home video... Internet advertising is dead. Home video uh, grossed $14 million. WWE.com grossed $1.6 million. They made $24 million off their TV, and pay-per-view got $41.2 million. That's insane. The, off the live events, they made $24 million. This was the highest grossing quarter in their history since they've gone public. Man, shit about those stocks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's insane. Uh, right. Are you still on there, uh, Jeff? Oh, I'm still here. Awesome, awesome. Okay, let's check out. So, the Al- we Alex, have. we've got we've got another we've got another company kind of trying to boom out boom out of the clouds lately. Who is this? I know. Ah, uh, that'd be WCWA. Oh, oh WCWA. shit! Back from the dead. So, uh, you worked the last show. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was working that last show? Uh, WCWA. Um, you gotta you gotta promote the shows. You gotta hit the. Sh- um. I mean, they put, like like I was telling some other people, I mean, they have the talent from New Wave and SoCal Pro who do well down here, and then um, they're not really doing that well. So, I mean, you gotta you got to put the promotion out there. I mean, they're running in a market where no one else is running. They're running in a, where, where is it? They're running in National City, which is south and uh, of where we're running. Or it's east of where we're running. It's down south of where Jeff is running. And so uh, it's a market, you know, no one's running at. And then uh, they just need to, to figure out, you know, the combination of how to get people in that building. They have a real nice building, real intimate, and uh, they have a lot, you know, I mean, they use talent for both shows. So, I mean, it's not the shows aren't, you know, the shows aren't bad. No, you know what? Um, I mean, it just shows that there's there's still room even down here in San Diego for another company. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I hope the people that that you know were doubting San Diego in the in the past, uh, you know, 
take a look at it in, by the end of this year, and you know it's going to be totally something different. So. San Diego is going to be where we end up making it. I mean, uh, we got three strong promotions down here: New Way, Silicon Pro, and uh, LLI. And then, uh, like everyone's saying, we're just in our infancy right now. So, uh, you know, eventually we can have something, you know, to where we can uh, be, a, you know, one of the powerhouses in California. So. That's right. Okay, let's see here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Alrighty. So, <clears throat> so Alex, um, are yeah. you uh, are you picking up any bookings at all, or are you working any other shows? Uh, actually, I'm taking a two week two week a little hiatus, so I won't even be in town for two weeks. But um, uh, no, not for the next new wave show. I, I don't have anything. Are you going home? No, no, I'm going on a deployment. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not a vacation. What's <laughs> the uh, Vegas? It's kind of a vacation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you, are you gonna you gonna be able to hit the UFC while you're out there? Uh, it's not looking likely right now. I have my tickets for the UFC, but it's not looking like I'll be able to go. So, uh, I'll probably end up selling that ticket. Damn. Yeah. Kind of stinks. Yeah, I'll be back home for XPW, though. Are you, you're going, right? Uh, it's something, something, something works. I'm not able to talk about it right now, so it might be in the works. Okay. All right. Well, since we mentioned XPW, we'll, uh, I'm going to run down the lineups. Um, this is the third show out of six for the XPW uh, Spotlight Show's. Um, on Thursday, the 8th, in the 7 o'clock slot, we have the King of the Deathmatch Supreme. And in the 8 o'clock spot, we have the Rock Superstar Chaos. Former on New Wave thir- Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. There you go. On Will he will he the, be the Heavyweight Champion next month? No. We'll have to see if he can climb the ladder. Uh, come on out and, and check it out. Definitely. There you go. And what do you uh, think about that Muda Nakajima? I mean, the Muda Nakamura match. Hold on, give me just a second. Let me get through these dates, and then we'll talk about that. Um, the thirteenth, which is the Tuesday, we have in the first hour we have Luke Hawks, and in the second hour we have Scorpio Sky. And on the fifteenth, which will be the sixth show, we'll be wrapping up with the boss or one of the bosses, Chris Kloss. So that's it for the XPW shows. And that Muda, the Muda uh, uh, Nakajima match was... Uh, Nakamura. Nakamura. I'm sorry, I get them confused. But Nakamura match was brilliant. Muda is pro wrestling. I'm not impressed with Nakamura at all. I can't stand him. He's fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, He's fucking I can't useless. believe... I cannot believe that that guy is. I mean, they put so much they put so much on that guy, and I just don't think he's ready to carry that company at all. And uh, Muda, it, it seems like a retread to me. It doesn't seem like the the right direction to go. And uh, hopefully, this is just setting up for uh, Tanahashi's big return on uh, the one four show, 
and uh, to give someone real big for uh, Tanahashi to get the belt back from. But uh, I don't know. Every time we bring back Muda, it's not helping the company at all. So um, I don't know. Well, well, all right. Now this this match I think will make Jeff happy. Um, I just got it in today, uh, April 29th, 2008, 0-1 Max from Karukin Hall in Tokyo. Um, it's called the special tag match, Departure of Love. We, it's the great Sasuke teaming with Minoru Fujita against Akuto Hadaka and Dick Togo. Now, that's <laughs> going to be fun stuff. Jeff has fallen in love with Dick. Um, Jeff understands my love of Dick. Uh, Dick Togo is the greatest worker in the fucking world. What do you think of Dick Togo, Jeff? You can't hold a candle <laughs> to Minoru Suzuki. Nah. I, I, you know what? I've watched a, a couple of discs of him now. I think I think he's he's a really great, really great worker. I really love the, the DVDs I, I saw of him. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to see some more. You will be. Although I must say it was nice seeing uh, Taka Michinoko in like every match that he's been in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they 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 were a stable. Yeah, <laughs> they were kind eyes. So, so. <laughs> but yeah, it, it wasn't it was a treat after uh, not really seeing him for a few years. Mm. Well, Togo Togo is is a special special type of worker where you know where he can do the junior stuff and he is a great bully as far as the juniors he's a great punk um like uh Koji Kanemoto was in uh in New Japan in in 96 and 97 um same mold as Otani at that time um he's just a great great heel and and I don't there I to be honest there aren't many guys that you know that can keep up with him nowadays um I think uh, Alex's boy, uh, who's that dude with the bad knee? Oh, oh, Tanahashi. Yeah. Don't forget his name. Don't forget his name. Oh, he's out for a year. Can you believe that? That's depressing. Mm Mm-mm. All Japan, or New Japan's in trouble. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're just, I think they're just going to coast with uh, Muda as champion, and hopefully he drops the belt to Tanahashi, the 1-4-0-9 dome show, which is forever. But, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Goto is going to take it off Mudo. You think Goto is going to get his win back from uh, the one four zero eight? That's right. That is right. That's interesting as well. Now it makes they got to gotta break up that uh, that that rise stable then because uh, you got to do Goto Nakamura as well. I mean, because Nakamura is I mean one of the few main event guys they have, even though I'm not impressed by him. Um, unfortunately, the zero one. Uh, you know, uh, working agreement. Hasn't seen any uh, Masato Tanaka title matches. Uh, they're all working with Koji and the other guys, but I would like to see a Masato Tanaka title defense and even an Otani title defense. But it seems like they're setting up for uh, Masato Tanaka against uh, Yuji Nagata when he comes back. Oh. Well, they just did a six-man the other night. Oh, uh, Yuji Wilson? match, so. Oh, Yuji So, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah, Yuji was in there. Yeah. Okay, okay. So Yuji's back now, yeah. And uh, Nagata is something I definitely could put right back in that title picture as well. Because uh, Nagata held it for uh, a lot of the time last year. And uh, 
he he carried a lot of guys to a lot of great matches. So uh, well, there okay, there you go. There there are two viable viable candidates, Goto, because it's his turn. You know, it's his turn to step up, or the good old standby Nagata. Um, yeah. What about your boy Carl Anderson, man? He's making a fucking <laughs> name for himself in New Japan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where. I mean, it seems like they're kind of uh, bringing him up real slowly. Uh, I saw him get a win in a six man the other night. I, I don't remember who's on the opposite team. I know it's him, Nakamura, and uh, Milano Collection AT, and Sean Bernard, and two other people. And um, Carl got the win in that. Um, I don't think Carl's ready yet for that kind of a push yet, though. I mean, that's a different level. No, no, no. In due you know time, what though? I, I I saw a couple matches of his over there. Uh, over the over this past weekend, and he really does look good over there. Oh, he um, does. Oh, he does. So, oh, no doubt. I know. I know a lot of people were, you know, had their doubts at first, but he really looks good. So hopefully he can keep it going. Um, you know, hopefully he can make a bigger name for himself over there. Well, he's he's proving himself that he belongs. You know, he yeah. the the match with Kanemoto was fucking off the hook, man. That was good stuff. You know. Yeah. I, I can't wait for, for Nagata Anderson, and that's just going to be fun. That's Do you have a bad be... match with Soji Kanemoto, though? That's true. <laughs> that's true. Hey, have you? Uh, what about this big Ring of Honor show? I guess they uh, this is the highest pre-sale they've ever had for a show. It's Nigel Claudio's show. Is, is Claudio going to get the belt from Nigel McGinnis? Yes. They've never done the title turns in the in the summer, though. I mean, they generally do their big title turns at, at the final battle show. With, yeah, uh, the, they, with the success of the they, they need to get the belt off of Nigel so he can sign his WWE contract. <laughs> you think that's what's coming? Yep. That's the <laughs> that's the next logical step for Nigel. We'll see, uh, Claudio. I mean, they've been doing a hell of a build for Claudio. If you check out the new ROH video wire. It, uh, it has the Claudio training thing on it, which it was awesome. He did a giant swing on a giant tree branch, which was awesome. And uh, I'm very excited about the show. The show looks stacked. They're opening it up with that FIP World Heavyweight Title three-way between uh, Go Shiozaki, Eric Stevens, and Roderick Strong. And then they're finishing with the Nigel uh, Claudio match. And in between there, they have the dream match, uh, Necro Butcher against Takeshi Morishima, who is the current global oh, uh, GHC that's champion. That's going to be all kinds of fun. That's going to be brutal. That is going to be brutal. And then uh, Necro needs to bring a little extra smoke for after that one. He's going to be hurting. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, those I are two motherfuckers that just hit hard and they get off on getting hit. I don't see Aries and uh, Briscoe walking out with the belts. I think the age of the fall are going to take them back. Mm. Yeah, well, it's fine. Actually, you know what? I take it back. Claudio will not win.
Okay, gentlemen, are we back on? All righty, I'm going to hang everybody up here. Okay, let's see. All righty, guys, we're coming down to our last minute. Um, some technical glitches and issues. Um, this uh, coming Thursday at 7 p.m. live, we have Supreme, the king of the death match. And in the second hour, we'll be joined by the rock superstar Chaos. Um, that will be show number four in the uh, Rebel Guard Radio XPW Spotlight series. Um, once again, check out our sponsors, WrestleWarehouse.com, all your Lucha Libre masks, DVDs, T-shirts, all kinds of shit. Uh, tell Jeff that KZ from Rubble Guard Radio sent you. Um, and FogCityWrestling.com, uh, July 5th, Fog City makes their debut in the San Francisco Kizar Auditorium. Uh, you can hit us up, RubberGuardRadio.com, for our columnists and archives and our MySpace, myspace.com backslash radio. Alrighty, guys, we survived another show, and I will talk to you in a couple days. Peace! Blog Talk Radio.